Welcome back to Origins and Adaptations. I am Andrew. And I'm Cody. And this is episode 58. And you just heard an acapella intro. Yes, you did. We, Chris. So good. Chris. Chris, how do you think? What did you think of that? I thought it was just absolutely fantabulous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I hope our listeners do too. We worked hard. We do these things for uh, you guys. It, there was blood. There was sweat. It was Tears. Literally minutes of work. Minutes. Yeah, <laughs> minutes. Oh, we worked so hard to arrange all this. <laughs> so, so hard. But well, we nailed it in the second take. Yeah, That's beautiful. Yeah. I've nailed mm. Yeah, I mean, mean I take. say nail. There was, was a, a second was a, take. No, that was the first take. That was the first take. We don't tell them that. We don't tell anyone. Hey, that. you know what? That's, there's no we're, shame. We're transparent here. You know, what'd you call me? You're a transparent. Am... That's the second <laughs> time we've made. <laughs> oh my we've, that's the second time we've made that joke on the show. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. 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 How you doing, Cody? I'm good. I'm. Are you terrified of what? The fact Life? that. Well, no. Let's not get that heady. Scares, 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 scares the, the piss, piss out of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, because this is the first show you and I are doing pretty much cold. We don't really have a huge game plan for this uh, show. No, I mean, we have some news. And we have a few I have things an idea. to talk I have an, about. I have an idea that I'm going to throw at you, like, on the spot. I've got ideas that I like to throw at you all the time. I know. We should... We should Continue that. Right? <laughs> Just throw it, throw ideas at me. Yeah. Like Andrew, what do you think of this? I'm like, eh. eh. It ends eh. with Andrew being like, I, we would do that, except. <laughs> <laughs> Just only ninety percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> except there's this other practical thing that's interfering with yeah. you wanting to do that. So. Uh, and I'm yes. like, oh crap! Yeah, you're right. That would uh, that would ruin this. That would. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, like we said, welcome back. Uh, we're excited to be here. You know, talking comics. Talking about yep, yep. comics and movies, comics, movies, TV shows, comics. Uh, starting off with news. So New Mutants, the X-Men spinoff movie, will be PG-13. Okay. Uh, which is interesting, and I'll explain that in a little bit. And will feature no character costumes. Um, so it won't have any of the characters' costumes from the comics, uh, which is an inter- interesting take. And the... The way I see it is this could go bad. Um, Logan, the the lack of the Wolverine costume wasn't a critique for Logan for me. Uh, neither was the fact that he didn't even look like old man Logan. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't need your character to be in their comic book costume. I enjoy it more. So do when, I. When they are. Uh, I think it really enhances them from the page. And it really solidifies, for the people who are invested in your comics, it really solidifies that idea of we understand what you love to read and we're trying to give it to you uh, in form of visual uh, enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And 
so that I I don't have a problem with. The one that is interesting and I don't know how well it's going to be is PG-13. Uh, New Mutants is being uh, advertised and marketed as a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, if you have a horror movie and you cannot go far enough with some elements because you are... Uh, you are kind you're of censoring yourself. You, you censored yourself, and yeah. you have a barrier which you cannot pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a longtime horror movie fan, and I know that you like horror movies as well. Yeah, uh, there is a certain aspect that it becomes cheesy or unbelievable right. because you cannot pass that barrier. You're missing out on something. Yes, because you've already given yourself like. How would I? It's kind of like when you when you write yourself into a corner yeah. or into a hole. It's like okay, how do we, how do we do anything more with this when we've already we've already cut out all these things we can't do. Mm-hmm. And and in horror, we all know what that means in horror. There's yes. so many elements in horror that are meant to be more you know abrasive, mm-hmm. harsh, and gory. And yeah, if you and that's- if if you limit. Too much of that. I mean, you don't have to go all out. Yeah. But if you limit too much of that, then it's almost kind of okay. So where do you go with that genre then? And I'm not saying that. Uh, Is it supposed are, to be a horror movie, or are they just kind of making it look that way in the trailer? They said it's supposed to be a horror movie. Like it's supposed to be a comic okay. book horror movie. Okay. So they and are actually saying that's that that's it's that's the genre. not saying that there are bad PG-13 horror movies. There are there are a lot of good PG-13 horror movies. But when the people are making those horror movies, I think they have that in mind. Um, and they are legitimately making a horror movie without source material. Where with this, you have source material, so you're working with a lot of elements. Yeah. Uh, and when you decide to limit yourself with that, uh-huh. I think that's where it can be harmful. Maybe it just came out like they made a horror movie and it's PG-13 because that's... Like there's just nothing they just didn't need to. They didn't need to make it R, uh, which is which is fine. Does New Mutant? Okay, mm. no, you can you can lambast me if you want, yeah. but uh, does New Mutants have a max title? A max title? Like no, I don't think so. So so it's so it was never on the adult label no. to begin with. No. Okay, for some reason I was thinking New Mutants was a max Marvel title. No, no, no. it came out. Uh, New Mutants came out after Xavier died, I believe. Okay, so and that's I mean. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I think because he died, and then the that's not illegitimate. Then the original X Men became teachers, and then the new like the new mutants, the new students mm-hmm. were this were this group. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm I'm cautiously os- optimistic. First of all, it's a Fox. It's a Fox driven X Men movie, so mm-hmm. I'm always going to be a hundred percent caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching those movies. The only one that really surprised me was Deadpool, <clears throat> which is why I'm excited for Deadpool 2. Surprised you in a good way. Yes. I think, I mean, <clears throat> we've we've already made fun of this movie enough, but I think I, I was genuinely surprised at how bad uh, Apocalypse was. I was as well, because I was expecting it to be bad like, in my well, mind, like right. First Class was. Of just right, like, but not terrible. Yes. But X, Apocalypse was a bad movie and a bad X-Men movie. Yeah. Yeah, on both sides. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I feel like there wasn't as much. No, no one really seemed upset <clears throat> about that movie. Everyone, everyone was just kind of like, "Oh, it wasn't fantastic," or it was kind of yeah, it was lame or it was stupid. But no one ever came out the way we did that I talked to. 
Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and when I say when I say no one, I I'm referring to our friend group. Our friend yeah. group, yeah. Um, no one ever said, "Oh my gosh, apocalypse!" Such a big piece of crap. Yeah. Which is really how we felt. H- how you and I yeah. felt. I felt cheated. Um, not as an X Men fan. I felt cheated. I felt cheated of as a franchise a... that I'm not interested in. But well, well, I, I <laughs> you th- were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you, you like Days of Future Past? But you like X Men. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. I was going to feel cheated no matter what. Well, I guess I'm just saying I was let down just as a movie fan. Yes, it's just it's just a bad movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't want that to happen. I I want New Mutants to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't super thrilled with the trailer, but I wasn't put off by it either. It looks interesting. It's got the kid. It's <clears throat> it's got a uh, Charlie Heaton in it who played Jonathan Byers. Yes, it does. In Stranger Things and. Uh, I enjoy his and acting. And some other folk. Do, I wonder if he's doing his regular English accent, his his actual native uh, accent. His native tongue. Well, his native tongue is still English, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I think we've still only had one trailer of this movie. Uh, but it did get pushed back. That one got pushed back to 2019, I think. Um, which is weird, because it's like that's a lot of time. Yeah. For something that they have a trailer out for already, so yeah. Uh, then next up is Brie Larson. Uh, her cat, nah, her Captain Marvel uh, photos have been released. Really? Yeah, and they're pretty cool, except for they're throwing literally everyone off. Uh, what do you? Oh, they're, it's <clears throat> throwing people off. Like what to expect? You mean? Yes. So her, because they've they're not just photos, but they have shown her in her, a costume of some sort. Uh, and what's throwing people off is the colors are not the Captain Marvel co- colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a green and a silver. Oh. Did you find it? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, uh, I just looked up Captain Photos. I forgot the Marvel part. And so I just have an Asian dude just pointing at me from my screen. Um, that suit, I don't know. Uh, so that suit, when it's recolorized with red and blue, mm-hmm. it looks really good. And I want to explain for people who have seen it. And oh, it, it, hold on a second. Did mm-hmm. is this for effect? Are they going to go over it with uh, computer generated graphics? I don't know. That that could be an interesting idea too. We literally don't know anything because it's green. Yes. So that's that's very possible. That is possible. But the Cree soldier colors are those colors, right? Um, and so that's what I was going to get at with this. Um, that's a Kree soldier. Okay. Those are the colors of a Kree soldier. Uh, so what I'm wondering is that this starts out with her fighting for the Kree because she has cosmic level powers. Um, and she is a soldier within the Kree army and me knowing and us all knowing that the Kree... Or the scroll are the bad guys in this movie. Cody. I know. Cody. You used we to might, love to troll me with that. We might get a variation of the Kree scroll war. <laughs> and I might die. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, if we do. Because we actually might get what I expected the comic book run to be. <laughs> which is an actual Kree scroll war. Yeah, not yeah. Uh, the Avengers fighting them at different times. Yes. Uh, isn't that what it was? 
Well, they were fighting them at the same time, but like they had split. separately. Separately, yeah. The the Avengers had split, and they were fighting them. They were about to the scree the the Kree and the Scroll were about to fight and like have this galactic war, mm-hmm. and nothing came of it because the uh, because of the um, Avengers they stopped it. Okay, so yeah, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited. Yeah. Well, that's that. Yeah. So I would say don't fret. I'm pretty sure she'll have her she'll have her Captain Marvel colors. How, how do you feel about her image as a superhero? Captain Marvel? No, well, Brie, Brie Larson's, Larson's interpretation of just at least how she looks in the suit. Uh, I mean, it looks fine. It looks soldiery. Uh I think it'll look better on screen. Most costumes do. I don't think there's been a single costume where I saw it and it looked the exact same on screen. They oh, totally. The, they always change details. Set photos. Um, I think she'll have a better costume by the end. I could see that. Um, how do... And she does a fine job. I think it's her hair that's weirding me out. Like, her hair's just normal. I was going to say... <clears throat> The costume, especially if they add stuff to it, if they add a CG element to it. Yeah. Um, and also, just with screen effect, they can make things look way more visually spectacular. But uh-huh. her hair looked so, like, just... Normal. There. Yeah. I don't know. And also, it was just a set photo, so it looked very pedestrian, just very normal. It was, it was also, like, a medium length, where it wasn't short, nor was it long, so it looked... Like, she looks like her head's attached to her costume. Uh-huh. Because her hair meets the costume. Yeah. Whereas, like, something like this, where she would have had shorter hair, I think might have looked a little bit better. That's really cool. Yeah. Or I wouldn't mind even going with the pixie. Do you think they would actually just make... Looking at this photo of Captain Marvel, I uh-huh. can't imagine them actually ditching all the red, white, and blue and going straight to green. Do you think they're actually no, going to do that? No, I, I no, I think they're I think what her her costume there is well I explained. I think she's in the the Cree uh army. And so those those are the Cree colors. Like she at the beginning, okay. she has those colors, she's fighting for the Cree. I think she will have her red, white and blue. Gotcha. Um, so you you, you think that's not her actual I don't think so. Uh, well, it's cuz you you were saying that you could see them giving her a better costume at the end, but you yeah. think that better costume is going to be her when, red when yeah. she's not with the Cree, you're talking about correct. Her own autonomous Captain Marvel persona. You would be correct. Okay. Uh, so yeah. That happened. Um well, Third season of Daredevil to be show ran by the man of the High Castle showrunner, which I have yet to see, but I have been told literally by everyone who has seen it that I need to stop everything I need, everything I need to watch and watch that. Huh. Uh, I have not been told that. Well, I am telling you now. I haven't as, been told anything a, about it. As a vessel from these other people that you need to stop everything you're watching and watch it right now. Uh, I understand the concept of it i like i know the the plot synopsis of mm. the the main background of it it's if the nazis won world war ii and so it's like from the perspective of someone who's within the nazi army in like i think it's modern day i would have to ask someone 
like our good friend Ben, my brother, uh, what what the actual surrounding and setting with that is. Uh, but yeah, it's if the Nazis had won World War II. Gotcha. Uh, which I think is just cool. I'm glad that we were getting someone on the third season of Daredevil that has quality behind him mm-hmm. that uh, that people really enjoyed. And I think the third season can be really cool. Right, it's going to be dealing with the born again. Uh, um, Matt? Yeah. No, the born again um, oh, I, story I, arc. I'm thinking, oh, well, it's called born again because of what happened to him, right? Yes. I mean, we can talk about now. Defenders was quite a ways back. Yeah. Also, if it's I not- actually forgot that was the title of it. I was just thinking of the fact that he's ba- he was basically, you know, for all intents and purposes, thought to be, you know, dead. Dead, yeah. And he was as good as dead. He yeah. was really beaten up. Someone brought from, up the fact from that... From the wreckage. Someone brought up the fact they're like, what if Electra brought him, brought him back and brought him... I was like, leave her out of this. <laughs> just like... Just, yeah, the only I'm, thing I could I'm really... The her. only thing that could really drive me away from Daredevil would be if they brought back Electra. Yeah. No more. Just no none. Yeah. Just get keep her She's out. done. She's done. Yeah. Keep it done. Uh, then Scott Snyder is going to do a four-part miniseries called No Justice that will lead into his run on Justice League, which is currently being done, 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 uh, done by Christopher <laughs> Priest, who is great, uh, but, uh, I think it's only a four, I think he's only doing a four-issue arc, or maybe he's just doing one story arc, and then Scott Snyder is coming in to, to be the main line, and I think that's... Uh, that could be really cool. Scott Snyder, I have respect for him. He does a great job um, with his story arcs. He understands the characters, except for maybe he goes too far with Joker. Um, yeah. But his Batman's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and his his Bat Family stuff, his interactions with the Bat Family is also really good. So I, I could see him doing justice for the Justice League uh, to the characters, which... Really needs help. I would say out of all of the new Rebirth titles, Justice League has the... It's the weakest. Weak. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the weakest. Also, guess who's going to draw it? Who? Francis Annapool. Oh. I really like that guy. He drew the last Jeff Johns Flash and the beginning New 52 Flash. Which, which I've so I was. Showing I hear that dude's lines at comic cons are long. Francis Manipool. Mm-hmm. Well, he is just a phenomenal artist in general. So it's not even just like sign this because you're legendary, but it's like I want you to commission, like I commission you to write, like draw this on my. You can get blank, you can get blank um, issue covers, and so you can have artists actually draw a cover. Okay. Um, and I know he's really well known for doing that. Like people bring him covers to draw uh i have a couple of artists that i would do the same thing for um specifically stefan it's like step gin uh, he, he's swedish and so is like his whole name is really weird and hard to pronounce gotcha. not weird it's yeah. hard to pronounce you ethnocentric jerk. yes yes uh <laughs> Kidding. but Kidding. his drawing his drawings drawings are incredible uh, he somehow, in my opinion, he has the best way of drawing females in comics. 
I don't know why, because he draws them with correct proportion. I have a weird... Proportions? I can't speak today. It's okay. I'm just going to talk. I can't speak ever. Ever. I can't speak good, Wait. well English. Man, I was so I was going to try and make a snide remark, and I can't remember the guy's name now. Goodness. Marvel 1990s. Uh, La, Rob Lowfield, Liefeld? Rob Li- yeah, Rob Liefeld. I was going to say, oh, you mean he draws females as well as Rob Liefeld does? <laughs> yes, with broken spines. But it, oh gosh. <laughs> no, I meant proportionally. Yeah, I know. But I couldn't get there in time to make the joke. I just wanted everyone to know That's the, joke, what he the, wanted. the joke that I was tr- going to make. Was that one. Yeah, before I yes. choked on my own words. I also choked on my words trying to say them. And, and for these, it, re- it really affected the whole conversation. We ask you to forgive us. Yes, yes. We are not uh, beneath asking, <laughs> beneath asking for forgiveness. Right. Yes. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Above. Would you? Would Damn. you? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> I said beneath. <laughs> that sounds so arrogant. <laughs> uh, would you be interested in reading a Scott Snyder Justice League run? I'd read it, yeah. As long as it's not weak, 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 weak. No, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> think that word? we're doing that tonight. That's just our thing. Yeah. Uh, I would read it. I haven't read a Scott Snyder anything, a trade or a single issue in probably three years. Death of the Family, right? Yeah, that was a couple years ago. That was at least three years ago, right? I think more. Four. That I might, remember. That, read- that might be five years old. Actually, I remember reading that Nightwing with New Fifty Two. Which has been a long time. I haven't read because there was Grayson, and then there's current Nightwing happening. I actually think that for mainstream comics, I'm not talking about Image or yeah. anything outside of. I've actually read quite a few. Um, well, not. I mean, I guess by quite a few, I mean like two or three titles that are more current on independent labels. But I haven't actually read anything current in Marvel or DC in a long, long, long ass time. Yeah. I mean, especially I went Marvel, back and right? I, Yeah, especially Marvel, but I went back and I read a lot of the classic stuff. Yeah. Well, the la- yeah, well, the last Marvel that I read was just a couple months ago, which was the old classic Frank Miller Daredevil. Yeah, and that's like 80s, right? I think it's I thought it was Silver Age. 70s? Yeah, I think so. Might have been. Yeah. I think it's late 70s. I'm going to go check the label tonight. Sweet. But um Yeah, I would say the only thing Marvel I've read is uh, Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, which is the... It's not even like current Marvel. It's like an alternate universe of mm-hmm. Marvel. But I haven't read anything except for Star Wars, but that's a different... Oh, yeah. That's its own category. I've, I've, read, I've read the Star Wars stuff, too. Um, yeah, but I haven't read... But, but see, to me, I haven't read it's Marvel, Marvel publishing, but it's not the Marvel universe. Marvel superhero is what you're right. referring to, yeah. Um... And then DC, I've definitely kept up on a lot more DC uh, with Nightwing and Super, uh, Super Sons and Red Hood and the Outlaws. I've definitely read a lot of those. And I've read a lot of the Superman. I need to catch up again. Do I have a trade of the Superman Rebirth? Did I get that? I don't think I've seen it around the house. Trade Volume 1? You have all the issues though, right? No. I read them online. Oh, like a like a. That's like right. A, you read like a lot a, of the rebirth online. Like a criminal, yeah. You're terrible. I give my, I give I like comics like two hundred bucks a month. <laughs> it's too much. 
I need to I stop. think I probably well no, not two hundred. No. A month? No. Never I I never When's the last time you bought a trade for my like It's been a few months. Yeah. Because I think the last one you bought was Daredevil, and that was Barnes and Noble. Right? But at one point, I was definitely spending sixty bucks a month there. Okay, I would yeah. say that I started out there, and yeah, I remember it's gone too far. It's gone too far, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the podcast. I read. Do you ever wear? So I read too many trades. But you've gotten to the point before. You've told me where you felt like you were reading too much. Uh, that was when I read the Kree Scroll War. Was that last spring? Mm, maybe might have been Summer? before then. Was it? La- was that a whole year ago? I don't know. I would have to look back in our archives. But you have gotten to, to the to point. To the dark times before we met Chris. Right. But you yeah. have gotten to that point before where you found yourself reading so much that you're just getting exhausted from yes. it. Yes. And that was that was because I don't think I was reading anything, like, substantial. And I, I was literally just reading for the, the purpose of reading an entire story arc. Mm-hmm. A, an, an entire Marvel cosmic event. Which is huge. Like, they're always huge. And so, it wasn't like I sat down with a trade and then read through a trade and, like, uh, really invested in the characters. and the Internalized kind of, everything. Yeah. And where, where I can buy, like, 10, 15 trades, read them in two weeks, and, I, and then, like, want more. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's what's been happening, actually. I think I need to get back into reading entire story arcs so I can burn myself out. Mm. As weird as that sounds, so you can. <laughs> so I so that way I don't so spend you reach money. That point. So I don't spend money on trades. Um, yeah. Or I can just you know, get more, get more monetary income and buy more trades. It's easy for me because with music, that's what I binge on. Yeah. Uh, I just go to YouTube and oh yeah, and Spotify and whatnot, and I can just. And Spotify is practically, you know, nothing. Yes. Um, if you have premium, I don't even use premium. I just, I listen to it on my laptop or yeah. however I can just get it free and listen to music. But, uh, you know, it's cheap. And I always say I'm going to stop trying to get into new albums. And then mm-hmm. that lasts maybe a day and a half. Yeah. And I get into something that I haven't ever heard before. And I'm I'm even branching out with my but with trade, reading, yeah. my trade buying, which is in... Like I did not do this two or three years ago, but like oh yeah, well you're buying a lot of random stuff that I've never stuff. heard of. Like I just bought a a trade called Promethea, yeah, by Alan Moore. Oh, it's a uh, it's off Didn't of like Atlantic's. Mention, did you mention this last week? I mentioned it last week, yeah. and I actually then went and bought it. Okay. Uh, yeah, by Alan Moore. It's really interesting, but it's from Atlantic City Comics. Okay, like that's the that's the publisher, like some. You know, out there. I've never heard of that publication. Yeah, and so I'm reading it. Uh, it's really interesting, and I'm not finished with it. But when I do, it's probably going to be my favorite recent read. Uh, so, but I wouldn't. I don't think I would have bought that, like two or three years ago. What was your what what sparked the interest uh, to want to branch out into things other I think than it just was your DC Marvel? I think it was when Marvel disappointed me. Because I was really invested in where Marvel was going with Secret Wars and everything. And then once Secret Wars ended and they really just screwed up. Right. The afterwards, like the the epilogue of Secret Wars. That's when I went, this isn't working. Like, this isn't good. 
mm-hmm. and I need to find stuff that is good. And DC was still doing New 52. So it's like, I really don't want to get invested in this because I also don't think this is good. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I've heard good things about all these comics. And so then I started reading, and I had read Saga before, uh, but then, um, and Walking Dead. I think those were my two first image comics I started reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then so then I started buying other stuff like Lazarus, uh, and I got really invested in that, and I really enjoyed that. And then I started getting East of West, Birthright. Uh, now I'm into Manhattan Projects, Chew, The Fix. Yeah, um, I see The Fix around a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. Isn't it so disappointing, though, when you get to the mm. point with a franchise or, or a saga and it gets so far removed from what you enjoyed about it in the first place that you have to go look somewhere else? That's The Walking Dead for me. It's just well. the saddest thing. I hate being there. Yeah. And I was, you know, with movies, I was there with Star Wars back when the prequels were coming out, and I don't want to say that I'm in the same place right now as Star Wars, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of in a similar place where I'm looking to rebalance my cinematic and um, literature, comic book, you know, intake, yeah. where it's like, do I really want to invest as much in Star Wars as I was? Yeah. When I know that I'm probably, I hate to use the word disservice, but I'm probably going to be a little bit disappointed in what they choose to do. Well, I'm, I yes, you're. I think you're going to. Yeah. Uh, but it's just kind of a, it's just a bummer. Yeah, because I don't no. want to. No, no, and I was in I was in the same boat with Marvel. Like I read so much Marvel after Secret Wars. Yeah, like oh, it has to get better. Uh, and then I think I had I had read like forty or fifty issues of Marvel comics in like a month. Yeah, and I had just gotten to the point where I think I was reading Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. And I just went, I don't care. <laughs> like, I just went, I don't care about this at all. Like, I am skimming. I'm just skimming. I'm not even reading. Uh, and that's when I went, I need to take a break from Marvel. Like, I just need to. It's so much of nothing that I'm getting out of this. Uh, I do want to go back and revisit some things that I did miss, like the vision. There was a vision trade by Tom King uh, that I do want to get into that. Um, and then, uh, the, I don't want to say, it might've been called the ultimates. They did another ultimate line, not, but they weren't the ultimate, like the ultimate universe. It wasn't that they were just called the ultimates. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, and I want to get into that. I've heard that's really good. Um, and I'm re I'm reading renew your vows, which is also really good, but it's just stuff like that where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what it would take for me to get back into Spider-Man. Don Slot, Dan Slot, Dan Slot leaving Spider-Man will get me back into Spider-Man, though. I will start picking that up once he leaves, mm. once he's done. Um, yeah. I think for me to actually get back into reading current uh, Marvel or DC, I'm going to have to hear... like. Well, I know I want to go back and read some Superman Rebirth because I, I have heard a lot of praise. Yeah. Uh, that's been given. But to really, especially Batman, which I have already told everyone on this show yeah. that I kind of wish they'd leave him alone for a little bit, or at least may- maybe forever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Put him in other stories. But 
I would have to be really, really intrigued to want to get back into that. Yeah. I think what really hurt is you had... I felt like I was reliving a lot of the same experiences, reading a lot of the same similar feeling yeah. stories. I mean, and Scott Snyder, no, he did it differently, but he did it almost too different. Yes. Um, I think the one that did it the best was Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison did a good job. Even even his work, I got a little bit not sick of, but after I read about, you know, seven trades of his, I was like, it's a lot of Grant yeah. Morrison. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm. I think the best thing he did was kill Batman off. Actually, yeah. Um, Both those guys are really good too. It's not. Yes. It's not really even the writing. It's more just. What, what can you what, tell? What do I need? What yeah. do I need in out to get out of this in order to feel excited about it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no. if you don't really get excited about it, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we we do this. We are into this because we like it. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's why I stopped reading Flash. Like I'm not caught up on Flash anymore. You yeah. know, he's one of my favorite characters. I love the Flash, but yeah, yeah it's been a long time because I remember you loaned me a few of those trades, mm-hmm. and I read. That was the Francis Manipool ones, right? The ones he wrote. Yes. And he had a different illustrator who uh, did... He changed it in the second one. The first one, it was good. And then the second and third one, it changed. Yeah. So what's interesting, though, is I noticed that Manipool originally was an artist for Jeff Johns. Correct. Then he started writing and had some other artists come on board, and he was no longer doing the drawings themselves, but I can tell he was probably steering that guy in a certain direction because it does feel very manipul. Yes. The the way it looks. But even though I liked how it looked and I liked the beginning of the story, it was just starting to go kind of like the Flash TV show into places you don't want it to. Mm -hmm. So, Did you ever get to the point where... He got sucked into the Speed Force. Yeah. And then, like, he had to fight. And then there was, like, the alternate version of him. Did you ever? Where he came back from... I remember the Gorilla uh, Kingdom. Okay, there was that one. I I, remember that, yeah. uh, There was... I remember that. This might be the Rebirth title. No, I think it was the end of the 52. The the very end of Mm -hmm. the 52 where... uh, Barry Allen from the future came to the past... And killed and started killing people in the past. Like he was an evil Barry Allen. And then he sent he sent our Barry Allen into the speed force itself. Oh, yep. And he lost his speed. And then yeah. there was a guy helping him out, trying to get him back, and you find out that that was Eobard Thawne. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. that's all coming back to me. Yeah, and then and then uh I can't believe I forgot her name. Patty Spivet is in there. Patty right? Spivet, yes, and she, she like the queen. Yeah, she, <laughs> uh, they were dating at the time, and then she broke up with him. Then after that, because she's she couldn't handle his life. Who could? Iris West. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think that's where they. I think I don't know if Iris and him are officially dating in the comics. This is what bothers me: is we've been through this. Like they changed it all with New Fifty Two, yep. and this is what uh it hurts. It just hurts. Like we've we had these established relationships, but I I just feel like everything gets rebooted or retconned. Yeah, and that's why. And why I love... do you ki- and why do you kill people off if you're gonna bring them back to life? Like two inexplicably, years later. a yeah. year later. I'm I'm fine with twenty years later. I'm fine with it. It's like okay, you want this character back, you know. 
When we read it when we were 18, we were so Hey, Jason Todd was dead for a long time. He was. Thing, and, and you know yeah. what? But And then Superboy <sighs> punched the universe. I think Jason face. Todd is the greatest death in superhero history. It completely re-sparked the Batman franchise, putting in Tim Drake there. And I, I don't know. I, I loved that. To and, me, and the, and the that story was, was amazing. The only one that I would put above that is the death of Gwen Stacy. Um, the most monumental and talked about is Superman, because of the the superhero community rallying and yeah, yeah and yeah. and not rallying so much as uh, I guess you know paying their respects. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of iconic cover art around that time for Superman. I didn't even think about the death of Superman. Yeah, that well, that was a huge thing because yeah. up until Superman, you only killed off side characters. You didn't kill yeah. off the main dude. Yeah, and. They just started killing off everyone after that. <laughs> like, it's just gone bananas. Oh, and that was the same thing with Gwen Stacy. It's like, as soon as Gwen Stacy died, it was like, we can kill off love interests now. It's yeah. like, what? Um, no, I, I, the only reason I say that, and I find it funny that we say the, the best, like, the most impactful deaths are the ones that are tied to our favorites. Yeah. Um, for me, it was the death of Gwen Stacy... Just like re-sparked Batman with Tim Drake, re it sparked something in Spider Man that he couldn't save someone. Like Yeah. Yes, he he didn't save his Uncle Ben, but he wasn't there when his Uncle Ben died. Like right. he came home and the intruder had broken into the house and shot him. That uh, was something they changed in the movie, right? In, yes. in yes. In the William Defoe, Toby Maguire movie, they made it so that it was kinda his fault. Um, I think it's the he, I'm I think it's still the same in the comics. He lets the criminal go by him in the comics? I'm pretty No, he wouldn't have done that. That would have been like, I have to go reread them again. So okay, yeah, that was the thing. Oh. No, the, I really like that though. In the movie? In the movie. Okay, my only issue with that is is that is that Peter Parker's character to not stop that bad guy who just who just uh, yes. stole. Yes. It was at the beginning. Peter huh. Parker at the very beginning used Spider Man as a way to get money. And I guess they show that. Yeah. No, like he like he went on a TV show and he had his own TV show. And they're like, Who do we make this out to? And he's like, Spider Man. They're like, the bank's not going to take that. And he's like, Well, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, no, he used it for personal gain for a while and that's then funny. his and then his uncle died. Uh and that's when he decided to use it for So you're saying the, that does fit with the story. With the original Peter Parker. Original Peter Parker wasn't a goody-goody two-shoes. Like, he was also, like, an arrogant nerd. Like So he was he, a nerd, but he was kind of a jerk? Yeah, he was picked on for a reason. Gotcha. Um, he loved his aunt and uncle, and he had a good heart. Like, he he wanted the most for the well-being of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he could make a point and... Uh, like he did in the movie. Where, yeah, yeah, he definitely, like, he, he's doing that to yeah. be like, well, you, you jerk. Yeah, this is exactly what you did to Take me. that. Um, yes, I would say that would have been definitely a Peter Parker thing early on. Now Peter Parker. I missed the point where that's my problem. Yeah. That, that line. Yeah. Yeah. Now Peter Parker would never do that. But that's also in the movies. Like, Peter by the end of Spider-Man 1 would never do that. Um... And that's the point. That's character growth. With but, great power comes great responsibility. That's such a good line. That's never said in the comics, by the way. I 
They have it, never seen that in a Spider-Man comic book. It's now but part of the comics. It's now part of the comics because it's such a iconic line. But that was said for that movie. That's cool. Yeah, it's probably a quote from something else, like some historic quote. I've seen it um, paraphrased in so many movies after that. Yeah. Like since then, I feel with great power comes great, you know, something else, mm-hmm. another synonym for responsibility. Yeah. But no, I would say that's that's why it affected Gwen Stacy. Like Gwen Stacy's death was Peter's fault. Yeah. And that why that's why it's so impactful is it was the first time that a superhero someone died while a superhero was trying to save them. Mm-hmm. Um whereas with Batman he saw the warehouse explode, right? Like he wasn't near the warehouse. Yes. Like he, like well, he was, but he wasn't inside the warehouse. No. No. And yeah. Oh, getting back to uh, that line not being in the comic books, but it is mm-hmm. now. Um, it's kind of like how Tony Stark is now Robert Downey Jr. Even in the though, comic books. Yes. So and then of course Christopher Reeve made super for well not so much anymore, but for quite a long time probably 30 years, mm-hmm. he was um, the image of Superman. Yeah. And they made Krypton like the Superman... Crystal City. The crystal, yeah. Yeah. I guess, how many times do they have to redo things? Like, is that ever going to end? I don't think it's going to. No. Um, but it's that also wears me out. Like, how many times are they going to reinvent, like, the way a city looks or the way mm-hmm. something is portrayed... The only thing I will say is that Marvel probably had the longest run of not rebooting anything. Oh, and yeah. even still to this day, like, it's still 616. So these characters are still the same characters. Like, you may have different mantles, but Steve Rogers is still Steve Rogers um, from when he awoke in 1960, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Steve Rogers from 1940. Like, I would say that's still the longest. They haven't really retconned any of the main Marvel. Well, never mind. I won't say retconned. They haven't rebooted any of the main Marvel. They've mm-hmm. definitely retconned a lot. But um, and the, yeah, that's what I mean. Like they they might keep the characters the same, yeah. but the but the things that happen, the, the inter- small little things, the interactions, yeah, yeah. the details. Yeah. yeah. Like right now, they retconned the marriage between. It's the stupidest retcon in all of retcons. The the freaking retconning the marriage between Mary Jane and and Peter Parker because that's a big see that, to, to me that's not a minor thing that's a yeah. big thing no it was a huge thing yeah. it would like people stopped reading Spider-Man because of it like it became huge and the reason they did it is cuz they said Spider-Man would not be relatable anymore if he was married like it limits the stories and she's like man shut up <laughs> like it's character growth we love seeing character growth in comics I don't know anyone who goes, I just want the same person every single issue I read. I think the reason why people like novels so much is because the literary canon is constant. Yes. And Unless you're reading like Hardy Boys or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I wish comic books had a little more of that. I know there are certain things you have to change because unlike um, novels, comic books are constantly handed down, like torched, from from 
the torch is constantly handed down from person yeah. to person, from writer to writer. The baton has been passed. The baton, the torch, yeah, yeah. Every, everything is constantly moving forward. So you can't keep everything the same. But I feel like it's just every two years mm-hmm. they're just entirely reintroducing new characters, new ideas, new explanations for things, yeah. and it's just. I really hope that the what DC does with um you know their current endeavor I I, I just hope that there's some consistency for a while and yeah, maybe I'll Rebirth. come yeah, yeah and maybe I'll come back to it once there aren't weird explanations for why there's eight Clark Kents and you know crap like that I'm just I well, I, there was two Clark Kents that's what I'm saying I'm I use the <laughs> I use you know and they explained it that's cool. Not in a weird way. I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that they needed to do that in order to get Superman where he is now. Yeah. I'm just saying I hope they don't have to keep on doing that kind of crap. Correct. I agree. So as long as they can keep a story arc and some steady story flow, I'll probably get back on board at some point because I I know that I owe it to myself to at least try it out again. I was just yeah, kind of caught off Dumb. guard. By some of the things that happened in DC about five years ago. Yeah, New Fifty Two, man, ruins yep. everyone. Yep, ruined everyone. Um, speaking of which, yep, Shazam just started filming. No way. Yeah, that's exciting. I guess. Yeah, I mean it is. It is. I'm being a negative antsy, but well, Shazam, a is not part of the Justice League project, so maybe it's going to be a totally different feel and isn't going to be like Justice League. Yeah. Which I haven't seen, but I know what it was because I've talked to everyone who's seen it. And I explained it to you. You explained it to me. Yeah. Really, all you need to know, and I will spoil that movie for anyone because I don't care anymore about it. Uh, So at the very end, Steppenwolf dies, and then he says something, something dark side. Um... Literally, it's like that. Like, he just mentions Darkseid. It's not even... It's not even like a... It's weird. He says it in a way, in a very meta way, where it's like, us as the moviegoers are like, Darkseid. Like, yeah! But in the movie, it'd be like, who? who is that? Like, I don't... I don't know who that is. I uh, see what you're saying. Whereas... Well, I most think, casual viewers aren't even gonna know who Darkseid is. I think it was done better with Marvel... Where the first time that you see Thanos being interacted with by other people is uh, is in the cosmic world. And you have Gamora, who is Thanos' mm-hmm. daughter. And so you have people who know who Thanos is. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, like, Ronan's interacting with him and stuff like that. Um, it's natural. Where they, he, it's not like Loki said to the Avengers in the first Avengers movies, like, this is Thanos' army. And they'd be like, okay. Like, we didn't even know you could do this in the first place, so how would we know who that is? Mm-hmm. Um, so by the end of that, he dies. He mentions Darkseid, so we know Darkseid's going to be in it sometime. Um, parademons are all throughout this movie. He's from Apocalypse, blah, blah, blah. Uh, at the end, it has Deathstroke walking up to this boat. Or, like, he walks onto this boat, and... Lo and behold, it is our favorite Lex Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg. And is his acting different, Cody? Has he changed like people said he would? No. It's the exact uh. same. And he goes, 
we need a Justice League of our own. Or, like, we need a league of our own. I think that's what he says. We need a like, league of our own. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, or, like, we need to put together our, our own league. And so now they're going to do, like, the Injustice League where... Way too soon uh, for that. So oh, my gosh. You're going to probably have, like, Gorilla Grodd, and you're going to have... That's just so... But Captain Cold and Poison Ivy and blah, 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 blah. That's, that's really rushed. You don't really think that's going to happen? That they set that up at the very end. That's literally the really? end of the movie. Is them saying we need to put together like a league of our own. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I remember uh, my friend, our friend AJ. Uh, he was. I saw the movie with him, and he's sitting there. He's like, "Okay, Deathstroke." He's like, "Okay, okay." And then Jesse Eisenberg's like, "Sleuther shows up," and he just goes. <laughs> he's just like he's like, and I'm done. Like, I'm just done with this. I like you. You're just you for those of you everything. who couldn't see. Andrew I like just fell in my shimmy. Yeah, I like shimmied down like at the bottom of my seat. I was just like ah, and that's and I could visibly see him do it. Like it was so uh. funny. Um, yeah. So no, that's that's where they're headed. So I don't know if I'm excited for any of the DC like stuff. I'm just excited because okay. My reason is Shazam has never been seen on screen before. How do you feel about Zachary Levi being Shazam? I haven't even. I don't. How did? Do, what does he look like? Uh, I don't. I don't know if there's even. Who been is Zachary Levi? Chuck. You remember the show? Oh, Chuck? oh, okay. No, we have. Okay, we we've we, talked about. We this. did have this conversation. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know the guy's name because I've okay. never cared about Chuck. Yeah. So he's playing. Uh, we had this like conversation, him, and you. I don't and like he calling looks, him Shazam. Captain Marvel. I'm still in the same uh, ballpark where I think of him forever in my head as Captain Marvel. He's like, like in Kingdom he, Come, because he can't say his own name. Then, like, that's weird. Um, <laughs> looked at Brie Larson. No, it was from earlier. Oh, when, you're <laughs> when, when we were talking Marvel. about Brie Larson, I still have like, Brie Larson on my phone. Cody just showed me like four or five photos of Brie Larson. I was like, okay. Well, they're no, all, makes, they're all it, on Google search. Yes. They're not in bad taste. They're not unsavory. Correct. Um, so, Zachary Levi. No, I, I remember our discussion about the guy playing him being a little smaller, right? Yeah. That was the, that was the topic of conversation. Yep. He's Fandolin. I want to say that's his name. In Thor, Dark World, and for the split second that you see him in Thor Ragnarok. He's one of the Warriors three. His oh yeah, his uh, face and profile are not bad for Shazam necessarily. No, he could play a very like. I'm, he, he I'm excited. To... I'm excited for him to play a like a up like an a smiling like childlike expression of a superhero because even though Shazam still has the the wisdom of Solomon, right? Uh, Shazam. Even though, no, 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 even no, no. though Captain has... Marvel has the wisdom of Solomon, is that it? Yeah, I thought his name. So his name is an acronym. Yes, it's for each Solomon is S. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I was thinking W. Okay, so it gets confusing because it's I Solomon Hermes. Is it Achilles? Achilles. Yeah, stamina of Achilles. Okay, and then. Zeus, mm-hmm. and then 
the next day. Atlas? Strength of Atlas? Stamina, or no, pardon me, Sta- stamina, stamina, of, of stamina of Atlas, yeah. And then I know Mercury is the last one. Mer- Speed of Mercury, right? Speed of Mercury. Then what's the H? That, is that Hermes? That, that's Hercules. Hercules, strength of Hercules. Strength of Hercules, yeah. Okay. We're such nerds about this right now. Um, I, 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 love, I love that we know. Yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> what the second A is, though. That's why I'm... Shazam. One, one is Achilles. Is I'm, it? I'm pretty sure, but I can't remember. Is it Achilles and Atlas? Yes. Courage of Achilles. There we go. Man, we had that. We got that down. So it's the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Gotcha. And then when he says his name, he changes into Captain Marvel. See, if he can't say his name without turning into Billy Batson in mid-fight, that doesn't make any sense to, you know... I don't know. He's Captain Marvel. He's going to say his name. Like, he has to go, Shazam! Like, that has to happen, right? Like, when he's holding on to someone, oh, he's yeah. going, Shazam! Yeah. He, well, he can also... He can, like, throw people into it. Also, he can zap people by calling the name Shazam. Yeah. So, because I always thought it was Shazam to become Billy Batson or Shazam to become Shazam. Yeah. But he also, um, in battles, you can see in video games and in animated shows that he's been in, he will say Shazam when he shoots that lightning bolt from the sky through yeah. the person. He, yeah. he, he'll have them like in a choke, yeah, yeah, like yeah. in a full Nelson. Yeah. Shazam! And they, and they, let, you, and they and, zap. And it's a like, really cool move. And he like, like points them upwards to be like shot by it. Like I love Superman, but to me, nothing as a nerdy... As a nerdy comic book kid, nothing is cooler than a superhero who is just as benevolent as Superman who has this magic power where he can just say his name and zap the guy <laughs> and actually hurt him. And it's yeah. like, whoa, this guy is, you know, yeah. almost as powerful as Soup's. Well, Shazam, he's, he's, Shazam is, in a way, more powerful because... He usually gets bested by Superman, though. Uh, yeah, Superman's they, a better fighter. Superman he's is the a better fighter. He's a more, well, he's a more seasoned superhero. Literally, he just has to be hit by that lightning, and it's like game over for Superman. <laughs> But it's, Superman it's is really strong. Well, yeah, but no. the way the way it's described is that magic harms Superman the same way like a a knife would harm us. It's, so, I so mean, it's not with the like, right knife that's pretty deadly. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but Superman also has crazy strength. Yes. So it's on a whole other scale. I just like that he's like Shazam. Yeah. And he has Superman in this full Nelson, and he just zaps yeah. him right through the body, and yeah. it's like, oh man, that's so epic. And I re- I really hope they do something cool like that in the movie where he has don't don't have any of those hopes. He has Black Adam. Black Adam's not in the movie. I I thought I thought The Rock was going to be in this movie. No. Black Adam's getting his own movie. Crap. Uh huh. We talked about that too. I remember uh-huh. that now. Yeah. That's really oh, there goes man. all that disappointment. No, the, the the amount of disappointment. The amount of disappointment that just came over Cody's face. Uh, was, oh, damn it. <laughs> it was kind of glorious. No, I remember it was only a couple episodes ago, maybe three. Yeah. Was it three episodes ago? Maybe We were talking four. about Black Adam. It was last year sometime. Get it? Because that was like a month ago. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So <laughs> no, okay, gosh. That's so disappointing. Mm-hmm. 
Now that I'm thinking about it, no, I guess I'm not that excited for Shazam anymore. There you go. But the thing is I'm that... I'm here to bring all expectations down. Down. But yeah. the thing is that I am still excited. Who am I kidding? It's Shazam. I'll still go see it. I'll see them all. You know. I guess when I say I'll go see it... Because I'm kind of like a, a masochist in that kind of way. <laughs> you are. I guess what I mean when I say I will see it means I will see it, and probably with a smile on my face. Okay. I, like, you'll go into the movie with a smile I was on your not face. going to go see Justice League. Yeah. With a smile on my face or otherwise. Yeah. I will go see Shazam. <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> you would have a very. Like, no, a one, very no, one's even, face. no one was even getting me in that theater with, you know, a frown on my face. Even, oh, you weren't stepping foot in that no, theater. No. Yeah. Even begrudgingly, I would never see it. Correct. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I, I like. The idea of that Justice League movie, even less now that you told me that that ending. Uh huh. Because you didn't mention that part. No, you to- I didn't. You, you told me everything. This else. is the first time I ever took told Cody that part. It's it's bad. Uh, it's bad. That stinks. It does. <laughs> it leaves you. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth, your eyes, and your ears. It burns my eyes just knowing that. <laughs> They're just like. They just start steaming. Doesn't this freak <laughs> anyone else out? Because it scares There's the piss, piss out, out of me. me. Uh, hey, Chris, yeah. where have you been? How you doing, Chris? What do you think? Did uh, you see Justice League? <clears throat> uh, sorry, I was muted. Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Are you no. going to? Uh, Did you see Suicide Squad? I'm going to make squad? my way around to it. Yeah, I saw Suicide Squad. I have expressed my distaste. Right, right, right. Right. For that movie. Um, yeah, next is Black Panther, though. I'm actually pretty excited about that I'm one. I'm pretty stoked for that one. Yeah. I got my tickets today. Nice. Yeah. Yes, you texted me. I what, did. When does that come out? The 16th. Okay. I'm seeing it late if you want to go see it with me. That does sound kind of fun. It's 10 p.m. Oh, Oh. Late, like when is that I like say, a Friday? Yeah, it's Friday night. All right. Um, yeah, I think three people have bought their tickets. Yet. Have you got yours yet? Mm-mm. You need to do that before those seats fill up. Cinetopia? Yeah. Dolby Atmos, GXL, no 3D. Where else? Yeah, no 3D, man. Yep. I don't. Well, like I don't 3D. know if I for sure should see it. I think I might have to work that day. Yep, it's 10 p.m. You working till 10 p.m.? Well, it's a rush. And if I work the next morning, oh yeah, if you work the next morning, that sucks. If I if I work till 10 at night and I work the next morning, then I probably wouldn't. Work. I mean, I'm going to give you the ultimatum again: is you have to see it that weekend because we're going to talk about it that Monday. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I'm not doing Logan again, where I I saw Logan and then we didn't talk about it forever. Why? Why won't I do that again? Well, we don't necessarily have to. We don't necessarily have to wait forever, but we could wait a week longer. Doing it two days after is a little quick. I've actually had two people tell me that we do our reviews too soon. Really? Because I had someone when we didn't do the uh, Avengers, the Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. They they told me they were said we didn't do it the next Monday. Really? Yeah. Nobody a, said anything to me. It's a habit. <laughs> Chris, what if you just get like, well, just it, like email? It also depends the mindset of the person. The person yeah. who told me this doesn't like spoilers if they haven't seen something yet. I don't. 
we oh, so we, oh, we were, spoil the hell out of a lot of shit. Well, we pardon, tell people. Pardon my, my friend. We tell people when we spoil stuff, though. I feel like do we still? Yeah, I yeah. don't. Yeah, with Thor Ragnarok, we were like, "Yo, bros, Thor Ragnarok spoilers. Mm. Shut this off. You even Join like? Us. Yeah, you like texted me because I left the room. Yeah, still haven't seen it. By the way, it's uh, Chris. Oh, really, Chris? Yeah, what? Chris, I, I just think, don't like. I think it's in the Vancouver Plaza Ten. I haven't gone. I just haven't been going to movies uh, lately. Like, to be it's honest, it's like ten dollars. Chris, I'll take you. Andrew, you're <laughs> right. We usually do, but I feel like there've been a couple times where we didn't really we, give a full disclaimer. We, we didn't before, and we just started to recently. Um, we didn't with Justice League because I didn't care. I'm sorry. I should care for your guys' sake. But anyways, what I was gonna right. say is I probably can still see it that weekend. Okay. Uh, I'm giving you a heads up now. I just don't know. Yeah. I'll try. Because you saw Thor Ragnarok that Sunday. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm yeah, not no, saying. So, sometimes it works out. I'm not saying I for sure can't. I'm just yeah, letting you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, even for listeners, it's like, I, I do care for you guys. It's just, I know that my enthusiasm for a movie usually, like, if it's been a week, I then now have to think about more of the scenes, whereas the following that following Monday when we when we record, you're bound to remember more. I'm of bound it. to remember more about it, and it's a lot more clear uh, on like certain scenes and stuff like that. That's true. That I ingest a lot of media, and like I can't tell you how much of what you read and watch do you actually remember in full? Or not? I mean, I guess no one remembers everything in full, but like recently, no. I just mean like you've seen a lot of movies. Like I can't tell you. I can tell you moments of the first four seasons of Shield, but I can't tell you like certain episodes. Right. Um and like with comics, I can tell you certain scenes and moments in story arcs, but I can't tell you which volume or issue it came from. You know why I still say Star Trek is one Either in first place or second place for my favorite shows of all time. It's one of the few shows that I've ever watched that I actually can remember the names of episodes and what was in them. Really? Yep. I think I don't remember names because I don't read names. I love Stranger Things. I can remember. I could tell you everything that happens in both seasons. Mm -hmm. But the episodes bleed together to me. Well, yeah, I, I just say episode, it's, it's I say episode one, yeah, two, it, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, I also think with certain shows, it's different because it's like one long movie. Yeah. It, how how is Shield like that? Is it where they have a huge canon? Uh, so Shield is their story arcs are more like the the main the main. That's movies. what I meant. Like it's yeah. it's got a it's got a story arc to it. Yeah, there but there's 24 episodes. So each ever since season two or three, there have been main. Like, the first half of the season is one story arc, and mm -hmm. the second half is another story arc. And then usually, by the end, the first and the second story arcs, like, come together f in some way. Is it similar to Flash, how every now and again you have a random episode that kind of derails the fluidity of the story arc? Not anymore. Okay. It really hasn't been that way since season one. Like, each, like each of the story arcs are definitely thought out and put together more. Mm. Uh... What was I? I was about to look up. I don't remember. No, but um, that's why. And it's not. Uh, we don't do it out of like, ha ha. We just spoiled stuff for them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really. I think you guys will get the best out of us. The the closer to when we saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I 
I have watched a movie every single day this week. And the movie, like two movies ago, Altered States, I really enjoyed it, but I there are moments where I can't tell you if, what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was literally two days ago. You know what movie I think I remember the most of that I'm surprised at is Blade Runner 2049. It is such a complex movie. Yes, and, and I, do I, too. I recall more now mm-hmm. probably than I did after I first watched it because I've thought about it more. And I was telling uh, Kevin this because when we when we were wa- watching Arrival, mm-hmm. uh, when we were watching it, a friend of mine had sent me a message and she said, I uh, just saw Blade Runner 2049 again. And she didn't like it the first time she watched it. Mm-hmm. She thought it was stupid. Uh, and she says, I take back what it is. Uh, I think I really like this movie now. And yeah. I, I asked her what was your, what, like, why? Like, why do you like it now? And she said, I'm not looking for something that's not there. And the first time that you see Blade Runner and you don't, like, you, I, I went in expecting what I got, which was a complex noir uh neo dystopian movie and that's exactly what it was uh Gosh, people, that movie is people it looks so good it looks so Ugh, good looks people so who amazing. don't know what that movie is and they go into it um it's sensory overdrive oh, it gosh, looks incredible yeah. the music is incredible but it's loud it's in your face it's slow but it's slow which is an in in it's um a, it's a ridiculous combination when yeah, you think about it yeah and like the acting is solid to the point where you're like are these real characters like what's going on you're invested but you don't understand a lot of what's happening and and so a person who's going into that with like like cold turkey, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's overpowering to the point where they mm-hmm. don't think like a part of their brain shuts off. In my opinion, where they a a part that goes like I don't like this, yeah. Um, and where again she she was able to watch it on like a smaller screen setting with not the blasting music yeah. in your ears and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of people go into a movie like Blade Runner expecting a movie like Aliens. Yes. And here's the thing about Blade Runner is that it's slow, but it's not. Throughout all those long I was never of, bored. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't bored at all either. I think, and throughout all those long scenes of dialogue, people are like, when's the action coming? When's the action coming? And then some, there's those amazing twists that come mm-hmm. in towards the end or the, or the middle even. Yeah. There's li- little things that unfold here and there. It's because people zone out while important plot points are developing. Yes. And that's yeah. constant. Yes, and that's see to me that's action in an, in its own mm-hmm. in its own yeah. right. It's cinematic action. It's yeah. screenplay action. Yeah, um, which is it's not bombs going off or people shooting each other, but there's these little yeah. ideas that are developing. Like, oh, he's not actually yeah. his son, or mm-hmm. even though where, where you're expecting that, mm-hmm. like you're expecting this grandiose like reveal, and yeah. it never comes. And yeah, I think what also helps is that i have invested and i think i think this is true and i will actually stand by this uh my investment into comics Mm -hmm. because people always make fun of me not make fun of they just poke fun when i talk about like i don't read but i do read comics and they're like that's not the same thing as reading and i get it 
that you're saying that because you know with reading books there's a lot more like imagination like imagining what the characters are and stuff but there is i feel like when people see comics they don't see the writing they see the art yeah and so they go oh you're just looking it's like picture books with some words it's like no they're the dialogue in comics can get extremely extremely complex and mm-hmm. you have to be paying attention to the nuances or you'll get to a part where you go wait what like what's happening now mm-hmm. and like you have to go back and read and so when i see a movie like blade runner 2049 it's it's that same concept like i am paying attention to the dialogue and when something happens and it affects like later on the movie and if i had not been paying to that attention to that dialogue that would be lost on me mm-hmm. um and it's it's helped when watching like Christopher Nolan movies or we just saw Arrival. If you are not paying attention during Arrival, I'm sorry because you will be so lost by the end of that movie. Um, also helps with like shows with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like dialogue in season two will affect things in like season five, mm-hmm. and so it's like you are paying attention to the dialogue and the nuances of everything. Yeah. Whereas the reasons I love comic book movies though is they generally don't do that, but they give me the set pieces that those other movies don't that the comics do bring. Mm -hmm. Because the comics do bring action, and they bring character, and they bring vibrant colors, or not even vibrant colors, but then they'll bring a different set of color pastels that I've never even thought about before. And then I'm like, at first you're not interested, but then it's like incredible. As someone who reads comics and a little bit of novels too, yeah. to all you people out there who are listening who just read novels and don't like comics, the reason why people like me and Andrew like comics more is because to us, novels are dry. Yes. And yeah. I hate to offend people, but novels seem very can, can seem very like, okay, words on a page. Yeah. Now, there are very few authors who can evoke that kind of emotion in me that I get from reading like my favorite comic book. Yes. Um, because I can see that happening in front of me mm-hmm. and I get to see these beautiful colors. Yes. And it's not that I don't like these my imagination too, but there's something so vivid and vibrant about yeah. comics. There's many times when I'm done with a com like done with a book that I've been reading. Mm-hmm. I go Man, I want to see a comic of this. Yeah. (laughs) Well, dude, that's why I'm reading the Thrawn trilogy in comic book form right now is because it's epic. And there are moments where I'll admit the dialogue is not quite as good. Yeah. But um, there was one weekend where I could hardly put uh, the book down on my Mm. my phone. Yeah. And I I guess I, I was pretty much the same way with the books. But that's because it's Timothy Zahn who is a Mm -hmm. great – he's one of those authors like Stephen King – for myself, where I I read his stuff and I just get really really into it, but a lot of authors I just find really boring. Yeah, uh, yeah, and not even just that, but like I look back at uh, the Darth Vader read, where Boba Fett goes up to Darth Vader and he's like, "I fought the kid, and I was able to get his name." And Darth Vader's like, "What was his name?" And he says, "Luke Skywalker." And once he says that, the screen in front of Vader cracks. And it's like that emotional impact on me. I think wouldn't be as effective through novel form. You can't describe that yeah. the way you see it. Yeah. And I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I remember that moment. Whereas, and something that I will agree with no- that novels do better are interior 
emotions. Feelings. Yes. I agree with that. We're not trying to downplay novels and books. Books are extremely important. Mm -hmm. They're incredible. They are some of the best forms of entertainment out there in the Mm -hmm. world. Um, I'm just saying when people nitpick me and say, like, that I'm not... Like, You're not an actual reader. Yes, I'm not an actual reader because I'm reading comic books. Not, and I've said that before. Like I make fun of myself. It's like I don't read. Um, what I mean is I don't read a lot of books. Um, where I'm reading more of comics, and, but even going back to just Star Wars, there's a book called uh, Heir to the Jedi mm-hmm. that I read, and there's a there's a moment where a character that Luke has gotten close to dies. Uh-huh. And in her death, he feels the loss of her connection to the Force, and he feels a pain, and he feels an anger, and he reaches out into that anger, and I'm pretty sure he kills someone in that anger. Uh, in in Air of the Jedi? At the very end. I'm pretty sure he shoots someone. Oh, oh yeah, yes, yes, um, yes, yes. I, then, thought, I thought you meant using the Force, he killed someone like a ways away. No, no, no. And no, I was no. like, what? He's not that but, developed yet at that no. point. Like he he shoots someone in yeah, the, yeah, in the yeah. anger in a vengeful he, way. Yes, and he feels the the pain of that, and like it's something that's nauseating. It's like it's deep in him. Whereas I'm reading the Luke Skywalker, like I'm reading the main trilogy where Luke's kind of dealing with the same kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't feel it as much as when I read that book. Uh, so there are different elements. I would say the the when you have to describe a situation, I would say. The emotional impact is better on me as a, uh, because in the learning, I know there's like verbal learning, there's visual learning, and there's mm-hmm. kinesthetic work, work learning. I'm a kinesthetic learner where I learn by doing things and working with my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, the visual aspect is closer than the verbal aspect where I would say, Reading a book is more of a verbal aspect. Yeah, and the it's language. Are, yeah, it's all language. Whereas the comics are going to be a, a visual with verbal. So, but here's the thing: I think comics for us is more immediate because for a character in a story to have some kind of feeling and for you to and for you to feel their feelings, yeah. you have to already be invested yes. in that character. Yes, yes. You so can't. You, 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 you can't have, be page one. And you're like, oh, I know exactly oh, what they yeah, felt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. Novels are a slower burn, and the yeah. payoff is great, especially yes. if you get to the end of a fantastic book. Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. It's incredible. But the first 20 pages of certain books can be kind of painful. Yes. Like, you're like, oh, when is this going to go anywhere? Yeah, which, to be fair, was me with Heir to the Jedi. <laughs> like, yeah. It just took forever for me. I was like, okay, I'll finally do this. I'll get through it. I was just super um, invested. Uh, at it the, was the first Luke Star Wars. story yeah. that we had gotten since, you know. 30 years ago. But it's not necessarily the... I don't know. I liked it a lot. It isn't... The second half is better than the first half. I will say that. It isn't as exciting in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, That's yeah. A, it's an interesting comparison. And, I, yeah, I'm not trying to say that I think comics are better. I actually don't. No. I've, I've been reading... Um, the Shining recently, and that's most of what I've been reading at mm-hmm. all. I haven't been reading comics, but if I had to pick one of the other novels or comics, I would say I'd have to go comics because I've read more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read a little bit of both. I know. I mean, mine's straight up comics. Like that's, I think that's not. A I think for me. Ben is probably more well-rounded on that front than either of us. Yeah, and he does a lot of audiobook, um, yeah. listening to the books. But he, he's he's also been a reader, like. 
Um, that's a huge part of my family. Like my mom goes through like three or four books a week. A week? Yes. Like she just reads. Like she'll finish a book on a plane. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's really uh, fast. Her and my dad, they both of them are really big readers. My oldest brother, he's a big reader. Um, Ben's a big reader. I would say my sister is less of. Um, and, but she's more of a reader than I am. She's read more books than I have. Uh, my parents have read more books, but not in the same genres though, so it's not the same thing. Yeah. So for me, I I've I read feel more like fiction I sh- than either of my parents. Easy. I feel like I should be a huge reader. Um, but I also just get, I get distracted. And so when I get distracted, what happens is then I'm constantly having to go back and reread things. And then that bothers me with comics. Mm-hmm. I, that never happens. I don't know why. Like I can just read and retain the trade all the way through. Um, now if I want to go back and and if you and with comics I don't know what it is but if you if you're a little lost you just keep reading and it comes out it yeah like, I mean at some point it just like okay it just it just reveals yeah, itself yeah there have been times where I go why'd that happen and then like I will go back and like reread a little bit I'm like okay nope this all makes sense now but it's easy it art just... art is messy sometimes mm-hmm. and you're like wait what's happening here like what's okay how'd we get here uh, especially yeah. if you're just reading the there's been many times where I'm just reading the dialogue and like I I'm paying attention to the art but it's not too much pleasing to my eye so mm-hmm. I'm like really not focused on it and then something's happened I'm like okay something happened in the art that I need to be paying attention to right now. That could be another thing yeah. that some people don't like they don't like having to focus on the dialogue and also what's actually happening in the pam- in the panel which is the same pe- issue that people have with subtitled foreign films. And I I laugh at it, but I because I've gotten to the point now, I and I I laugh at it now, but I am a hypocrite in the area because it did bother me at first when I started trying to do it, but now I can like I can watch in, I watch most foreign films in subbed, not dubbed, because mm-hmm. I can't stand overdubbed voice actors. Mm-hmm. It's one of my least favorite things in the world. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. And you gotta love it for kung fu movies, though. Yes, like that's an exception. If it's done on purpose, and you know, like it's it, but that adds something to American kung fu movies. Like, uh, if it wasn't there, I feel like the charm would be lost a little bit. uh, For us, it's so funny. There's a moment in Game of Death with Bruce Lee, and it's in a scene that he he himself wasn't in because he had passed away. Yeah, Uh, but the guy who replaced him in those scenes. Or not replaced him, but filled in in those scenes because he had only done the fight scenes. He approaches this dying like henchman, mm-hmm. and he opens his mouth, uh, yelling, and there's no yeah. sound for like a second. And then you just hear this guy go, "Where's the doctor?" <laughs> and and it's it's funny because he had already been screaming for about a second yeah. before anything came out of his mouth, and it's freaking hilarious. Yeah, it's just the, the timing is is awesome, and I think that's just. I don't know. For kung fu movies, it seems to work, but I wouldn't want to see that in most. I don't think. Yes. Uh, and so, <laughs> so when I'm I, when I'm watching Where's the doctor? <laughs> the when I'm watching current, uh, not current, but like I'm I watch most of anime. Uh, if I do watch it, I usually watch it subbed. Um, and or if I'm I'm watching a foreign movie or like part time idol. 
uh, shout out <laughs> to one of the greatest shows ever, uh, which is in Korean. Um, I'm able to pay attention to like everything, even like with words and stuff. It's just it becomes se- second nature to read things on the page and then pay attention to what's happening on the screen. And so it helps with comics where like I'm reading and I'm paying attention to the art. Mm-hmm. The only time it the only time I don't pay attention to the art is when I find the art particularly bad. Bad. Yeah. Like the the but first see, volume to Jughead, I really like the dialogue and I like the writing. I don't like the art style though. And so it's And hard that's to, where you get problems with like the what uh I guess actors and directors in, in film would refer to as blocking, which is what is going on in uh the story in relationship to you have so you have the characters, their dialogue, and what they're actually doing with their hands yeah. and their bodies at the yeah. time. And if you aren't attracted to the art form to the, the art style, yeah. What they're actually doing, it's not you're not paying attention to it. No. And if they put in something there, like this guy like slips money into yeah. some, you know, chick's purse. Yeah. While she's not looking, or he pulls money, or yeah, something like that, and you just don't care. Well, you 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 miss a plot point because this guy couldn't do his job well enough. Yeah, I mean, or else maybe he was a good artist that had had a style that you just don't dig. Yeah, and I know a lot of people like him. So, do you do you feel like most of the artists that you dislike, it's for good reason, like bad faces or bad or bad portions, or are there certain styles that you just don't like? Uh, I would say the bad portions. The when and, it's and bad, bad art, when it's bad art, like the uh, Batman, the uh, was it Batman son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the resurrection of Rezo. Re- no, it's res- okay. It was resurrection. Yeah, where it's just like I even point out, I'm like Cody, this is just bad art. Like mm-hmm. this is just bad, but I'm going to read it because it's like a good story mm-hmm. and it's good character development. But most of the faces, it that was were just bad. the faces. It was weird. Um... Yeah, no, I would say that that gets in the way of a lot of it. If it's just bad art, that's when I have an issue with it. I actually think the only thing in comic books, in comic book art, that's really progressed over the years is uh, inking. I, I actually, I don't think that people draw faces or bodies better at all. Um, some, some of the old faces and and bodies from the seventies and eighties are very well done. Yeah, like the emotion. Like there's old drawings of a. Uh, of Frank Castle from mm-hmm. the 80s where it's like he he has this look on his face like he looks yeah. so angry. The funny thing about that is the inking was incredibly well done. I think the coloring is better now. Oh, I well I guess when I when I say inks colors I I that, I put that all together. Okay. Um inks you mean just the 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 black and like it's the shading? The, it's the drawn like the the actual drawn part. I guess I okay, yeah, so all right, I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm tripped up on a technicality. I, I okay. follow what you're saying. Yeah, when I said inks, I mean, I guess I I do mean mostly colors. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess, but I mean, t- the the text the texturing of the ink and the, and the color is more sophisticated now. Yeah, that's what that's what yeah. I mean. It's mostly digital now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily look better to me, but I know it looks better to a lot of people. Yeah. And that's what I'm using for the criteria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I get the. I think most comic book fans, like classic comic book fans, would say that there's more personality in the hand-drawn stuff. Yes. Um, if you look at, like, Jim Steranko's drawings, it's just, like, it's just one panel is 
something worthy of an art gallery, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and that's Alex Ross. Alex paint. Alex his Ross is painting is the same thing. Yeah, because yeah. he's his is different because he paints his. Yeah, and so that's that's where they come from. How long has it been since Ross has actually had his own run? I was gonna say a run, or does he just do covers now? I think he just does covers because he gets paid ridiculous amounts for them, and it's less work. Yeah, and why should he have to? He's Alex Ross. Yeah, don't question him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, favorite recent read. Did you have one? I, uh, long story short, no. Okay. Yeah, but we will we'll get into that next week. I'll I'll talk about mm-hmm. why. Mine <laughs> is the Chew, and the Chew was fun. Uh, it was volume one, and I read volume two, but I would I I want to stick with just volume one for right now. Uh. The the concept of this is he is a detective who has a rare eating disorder that if he eats something, like, he can, he then gets, like, a premonition of everything that that thing has lived through. So, like, he, he lives, like, if he eats cow, he, like, he, and then in his mind he gets the images of everything the cow had done up to its slaughter. And so then, like, he doesn't like eating a lot of foods because he just sees all of it. And so, except for beets. Beets are the only food that he can eat that uh, doesn't affect him. And so he's constantly just ordering beets things like like a beet stew or, like, a beet salad. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's fun. Mm. And it's a funny, it's like an insane concept of a story. Uh, gets to the point where he becomes a cannibal. Uh and so he what happens That's is some really outside stuff. Yes. What happens is like there's this like uh there's a they're trying to do like a crackdown on a like a drug running because at this point chicken has been outlawed because there's a conspiracy that the government has outlawed chicken to profit through the bar- the black market by saying that the Asian bird flu is killing everyone um, through chickens. And so they found a, like a black market chicken dealer and they're trying to, to um, <laughs> take him down and he gets a, he gets some of the blood. Uh, one of the, the chefs, they had excellently cut themselves while preparing the chicken and he gets some of the blood in his mouth, and he, like, gets the premonition, and he has seen that this person has killed people and, like, has murdered people. Mm-hmm. And so then he is like, hey, this person's a serial killer. Like, take him down. And in doing so, like, they're chasing this guy down, and he's like, tell me, like, what are the names? Like, who else did you murder? And he's like, I'm not telling you anything. And then, like, so then he, like, jumps on, and he starts, like, biting him, so that way he can get more of the information. Uh, and then... Yeah, so he essentially kind of becomes a cannibal because he he's eating serial killers to figure out to solve the cases. Uh and so sounds then, a little too weird for me. It's, it's, but it's weird, but at first maybe I was like, not. I, was like, like I was like, eh, okay. And then like the more I read, I was like, okay, like I can get into this. And yeah, by this, they meet a lot of cool characters like this. There's a woman, and it's all based around food. Um, there's a woman who can, she's a food reviewer 
who, through writing, she can actually put the taste of the food in your mouth. Like, when you read how she describes food, mm-hmm. like, you experience what she tasted. Hmm. Um, and so he falls in love with her because since he doesn't like eating most foods, she can give him that experience of, like, that taste mm-hmm. without having to deal with the the premonitions. Hmm. Um, and then there's, like, another character who's a chef who can uh, speak to – he's a mute – but he can speak to people through his food. Like, they can understand what he's they're, they're trying to tell him. Mm-hmm. He's trying to tell them uh, through his cooking. Hmm. So there's a lot of cool, like, powers that they introduce. of, And they have, like, all all of them have weird, like, scientific disease names um, like or disorders. Like, they have this problem. Um, so it's different than Chef. Yes, very much so. The movie. Yes. Very different. Like, 100% different. <laughs> Couldn't be more um, different. So that would be my favorite recent read. It was just fun. Like it was just out there. It's crazy. Uh, and then I also did the read the second volume of Manhattan Projects, which ended with like a. I was like, this is epic. Like really? I'm just, I'm so excited for volume three. Um, it's Jonathan Hickman, man. I don't think I've read a single thing that Jonathan Hickman has written. He's your fave, right? Or he one, is one of them. At this point, Jonathan Hickman's my favorite writer. Um. Yeah, followed by Chuck Dixon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have, I just had this weird, like, like hiccup internal thing. belch thing. Yeah. I didn't actually burp, but it was in my throat. Like, it's kind of like toads do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, <sighs> I'm glad you were there for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I was there to help you there. Crap, where were we? <laughs> Uh, you don't know I if you have. Totally forgot what we were talking. Favorite about. writer? Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite writer. Okay. I used to think that it was Jeff Loeb. But then. But then I don't know if that's fair. Okay. There are so many writers. There are a lot of writers. A lot, mm. lot of writers. I'm gonna tell you a few of them right now. Uh, there's, oh yeah. There's uh, there's Michael J. Straczynski. Uh huh. There's Grant Morrison. Uh huh. Bunch of other ones. But mostly those two guys. Okay, <laughs> okay those two. Uh, he was on the. He helped with the Thor movie. Did I tell you? I told you that. That was right? a Louis C.K. paraphrase. In case anyone didn't know. Okay. Just so I don't get sued for stealing Louis C.K.'s material. Yeah. We'll sue you. Because I'm this big comedian. Yeah. Well, I live a cleaner lifestyle than he does. You do. You I'm do. not. I'm not searching for a pat on the back. I'm just you know I call it as I see it. Well, I'll give you one afterwards. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us this week. Yes, it was thank a, you. A down to earth, chill moment with Cody and Andrew. Yep. Um, and Chris. And Chris. He was there. Uh, well, we'll see you guys next week.